Welcome to Garbage and Gold, the podcast that is unmistakably unique, ultimately ubiquitous, and unabashedly upbeat. We are getting to the end of the alphabet. Oh, I know. What are we going to do next? I don't know. I don't want to think about it. I'm Lisa. Numbers? <laughs> We're going to Elon Musk it. <laughs> oh my God, please. I'm Lisa. <laughs> I am Lindsay. This is the podcast where we deliberate the best and the worst of a topic, and you, listeners, get to decide who you think is right. We'll give you more information about how you can do that at the end of the show. Let us hit the recap and poll results from our Late Night Talk Show Hosts episode before we get on to our topic for this week. Lisa, the poll results are in for our Late Night Television Host episode. Yes. I forgot where I was going. There's a lot of words in there. (laughs) Um, would you like to hear the poll results? I would love to hear the poll results, please. Okay, to mix it up, we're going to start with gold. So oh! the gold showdown between Ooh. my gold of James Corden yeah. and your gold of Jimmy Fallon, Uh huh. you do win. You <gasps> okay. shut me out. Ooh, ooh, I shut you out? Is that what you said? Yeah. Wow. No one likes James Corden except me. In the garbage showdown between my garbage of Stephen Colbert on late night yeah. or late show yeah. whatever late yeah. show yeah and your garbage of bill mar mauer mar i can't why can't uh, i say it? it's one of those where now i think about it and i can't say it you want to say joe mauer is what's happening I, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a minnesota thing yeah uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> anyway between steven and bill yeah we tie <gasps> really we do tie huh yep Interesting. You thought you had that one in the bag, didn't you? I thought I did. Wow. <laughs> I really did. Huh. You, you did not. We tied. Interesting. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair mm-hmm. enough. All right. So congratulations on Th- your Thank on you. Your wins. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry that people didn't love James Corden. It's fine. Yeah. I, I'm over it. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, it, you can love what you love and hate what you hate. It's fine. Right. But what yeah. is this? Episode 74. I've <laughs> for very few things I've regretted that I've said. <laughs> and some of the things I regret are only because I worry that Jeremy Renner someday is going to hear. <laughs> and I think he could beat me up. Maybe. 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 He might. Do you think he yeah. does his own stunts? I doubt it. But whatever. No, but he, yeah, I think he's in better shape than I am. Uh, for now. Yeah. Yeah. If he keeps up with the extracurricular activities, maybe he yeah. won't be in very good shape I think anymore. Could, I think you could edge him. I think you could edge him out. <sighs> oh, Jeremy Runner. Okay. Lisa, do you have any listener comments you would like to share? I do. My listener comment is from L. Hodnefeld on Twitter. She says, I needed this so much today, and it is a Lisa sweep. Gold was a close call, though, because accents. So I will say, um, she clearly does like James Corden, so that was nice to see. Um, but it's also nice to know that uh, in the midst of all the things going on in our world that are not great, that we can still mm-hmm. give you some content that makes you happy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, L. Hodenfeld. All right, Lindsay. And do you have any recommendations for us this week? I do have some recommendations for us. You know, Lisa, you and I work really hard to make sure that the podcast is not political. Like, we are very political in our personal lives, but we try to keep that off microphone. But uh, in the last few weeks, what has become more and more apparent is that the things that we are dealing with in our world are not necessarily about politics, but they're about people. 
Right. And so um, I have some recommendations of some great resources. There are lots of people on the internet with lots of recommendations of resources. So if you haven't found some, yeah, he- we are here to help. And if you have yeah. found some, like maybe this will be a, a second of a recommendation. So sure. a couple different movies. Uh, yesterday, I cried through one yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Just Mercy which mm-hmm. is right now free to rent if you yes. are an Amazon Prime member. Yeah, and that has Michael B. Jordan in it, yes? It has Michael one? B. Jordan okay, in that's it, what and I'm it's thinking of. Okay. incredible. Yeah. Um, and then The 13th, which is on Netflix, which is a documentary. Yep. Also on Netflix is um, a great kind of miniseries called The Innocence Files, Yeah. which um, not every episode is about a person of color, but most of them are, mm-hmm. um, and and really heartbreaking and interesting to watch. And then Serial Podcast Season 3 mm-hmm. is an excellent one. They are in a... Oh, I should have looked this up before I said it. Um, they're in a court system in Ohio. I think and it's so- Cleveland. Is it Cleveland? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So they're in Cleveland and just kind of following some stories through um, that are really heartbreaking just around justice and African-American people. So um, just some things like... As two white people, Mm -hmm. I think what we can do right now is use our voice to point towards much better information than we can just sit here and be like, here's what we know. So check those things out. And again, we're not political. We're about people. And we love people. And we want you all to love them also. Please do. Um, And I will say just a quick little dovetail into Serial Season 3. So what the one of the reasons why they chose Cleveland is because their courts are like open to the press like all the time. Mm. It's kind of like one of those reasons why it always seems like really crazy stuff happens in Florida. But that's because of the Florida media laws. Like anybody has access to any of the media in Florida. Um, So that's why you just hear a lot more crazy stories because there's no like restrictions on anybody finding out anything and that's kind of how it is in the cleveland ohio court system so i don't know that they specifically chose cleveland for any other reason besides the fact that it was an open court where they could go and report and and talk to people without having to jump through a bunch of hoops so yeah yeah good recommendations thank you thank you there's good stuff out there so educate yourself please do now let us get on to the show All right, Lindsay, this week we are talking about places we can't go, and that is summer camp. Target. Oh, wait. <laughs> you can go to Target. You just I have to social to distance. Um, no, we're talking about a summer camp. So yeah. give us some research, background, etc. on summer camps. Lisa, first I would just like to know, what is your experience with summer camp? I, are you a summer camp person? I am. Okay. I am. Like camper and yeah. counselor. Yes. Yeah. I was on okay. I was on both sides of the summer camp situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you? So, um as a camper, like not really. Okay. I did one. Yeah. As like a counselor, I've had some really good experiences, but not like I've never been a go away for the summer and be okay. the camp counselor. Gotcha. That was okay. never Yeah. I've been a I've been a counselor for the whole summer. So yeah. I like to make money during yeah. the summer in yeah. college, unlike yeah. my friends. Yeah. Camp counselors do not make money. You get room and board and then they pay you nothing. But it's, you know what? I have some gold about it. So we'll get there. But yes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's where I'm at personally with summer camp. Yeah. I just thought I would set the stage then for yes. our conversation. Yes, please. Um, so summer camp really became a thing in the late 1800s. Hmm. 
After the Civil War, the American Industrial Revolution began, and families moved from a rural setting, farm mm-hmm. setting, into cities yeah. to get jobs. And so before that, if you were not living in a city, your life was already kind of summer camp. Like you played outside a lot and you <laughs> right. worked. Yeah. And so there was no... You went to bed when the sun went down and yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So like you, you, yeah, you didn't need to go you away to summer camp. You didn't need to go anywhere. You were living it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's a great article on history.com that I am pulling some quotes from because it's so good. I can't I love not. It. And then the research also comes from Wikipedia. So yes. after the Industrial Revolution, specifically boys, mm-hmm. educators became concerned that boys were not going to have the same rural experience. They targeted early summer camps to middle class urban boys who, and this is where I start quoting, it was feared were being mollycoddled by overbearing mothers and female teachers in the overly feminized realms at of home and school. Yeah. They needed a dose of savagery, common opinion held, lest they become sissified. So <laughs> Not only did everyone have to move to the cities, but compulsory school started happening as well. Right. And so you had to send your children to school. So they had to go inside. Right. They were not allowed to just play outside and learn things because they were down at the creek. They had to like go to school. Right. And women are teaching because, I mean, I assume I'm making some assumptions here, but women are teaching because men are working factory jobs and doing other skilled labor. So that doesn't leave a whole lot of people, a a whole lot of people available to teach anymore, which is where the sissification will come in. Okay. Got it. Yes. Because we don't want boys to be sissies. We start sending them to summer camp where they can go and uh, be outside and be savage, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that they can go and kind of ex- experience the outdoors and, and do all those things. Yeah, okay. Because that's great for them. Uh-huh. And camp wasn't just for boys. So by World War One, so the the... 1910-ish era, yeah. girls started going to camp too. And girls would go to camp oh. to learn how to basically be a woman. So they would learn <laughs> sewing and <laughs> cooking and how to be a good mom. And that would be what their okay. summer camp experience was. Okay. And because they wanted to make sure that these girls would grow up to be virtuous women. Obviously. And not, and not again, to quote this article... Not become a new woman who wore short skirts, smoked, and embraced her sexuality. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't, Don't you dare embrace you anything about yourself. Don't dare. <laughs> um, Push it down. Uh, that was up until World War II. Um, so <sighs> while camps were really popular and important for upper class and some middle right. class people, World War II really shut down their ability to um, have camp, and it almost ruined the camping industry. Right. So, after World War II, camp began to take on its modern form. So, before World War II, you would send kids to camp so they could learn how to be adults. Right. After World War II, you started sending kids to camp so they could recapture their childhood or get more in tune with their their childhood. It became places where they could have more fun, explore individual passions like arts or sports or outdoor life. Right. And that you could send them away from their families so that they could like experience things in a different way. Yeah. So today in our modern world, there are two main types of summer camps. There's sleepaway camp, mm-hmm. which uh, shocking, you go to sleep yeah. at camp. <laughs> Um, And then there's day camp, which is you go in the morning and then you come home in the evening. Yeah. 
So in most camps, young adults or teenage supervisors who also known as counselors Mm -hmm. are in charge of a certain group of children and kind of shape their experience for the week. Mm -hmm. Often those counselors also share living accommodations with their group. Mm-hmm. There's several different kinds of summer camps. There are educational camps, mm-hmm. religious camps, mm-hmm. art and performing arts camps, mm-hmm. sports camps. Uh, Wikipedia referred to it as weight loss camp, but we all know it's fat camp. It's fat camp, yeah. And emotional education. So more and more Ooh. as we're talking about mental health, uh, camps that are specifically like focused that. on on emotional health are also popping up. Yeah. And so camp often includes activities like archery, trail hiking, group games, ropes courses, rock climbing or rock walls, zip lines, rappelling, canoeing, kayaking, all these things that you can't really do at home. Right. So- in an urban setting. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So parents have been willing to pay for their kids to have this experience for years. And even now, there are camps starting to happen for adults. So they can recapture their inner child Mm -hmm. and get away from the busyness and stress of life. Right. Oh, also, did I tell you that one of those facts isn't true? No, but okay. okay. I figured, I figured anyway, but okay. 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 I forgot to, I forgot to warn you. I got so excited about summer camp. No, you're good. You're good. All right. So Lisa, one of those facts was not true and I am so sorry. I did not preface it. You're good. You're good. So do you have any guesses into what fact might not be true? I am going to say when girls started going to camp, what they were learning there is not true. It is true. I really were learning how to be. Virtuous women. You wanted it not to be true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're going to, as I know, your love of history and your hatred of some parts of history. um, (laughs) Yeah, that's accurate. Oh, that's accurate. The Depression did not actually wipe out camping because it was so, it was viewed as so important. It was built into the New Deal. So financing for camps was built into the New Deal in the 30s to protect camping because they thought it was so important. Even in the middle of the Depression and war, they felt very strongly that. Because you know who we need to protect in the middle of Depression and war? Middle class and wealthy families. (laughs) Yeah, we do. That's what happened right there because that's who was going to camp. So great. It's true. It's true. It's true. (sighs) Fantastic. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that is the summer camp research. Okay, yay! Now I'm all mad about FDR. Okay, I gotta transition out of <laughs> Yes, this. that was my plan. Get you off your game. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, Lindsay, mm-hmm. thank you for the great research. Thank you for all the information. And Welcome. now I want to know, what is the worst part about summer camp for you? What is What is the garbage? I'm so glad you asked. Um, yes. Lisa, there, I think there are lots of things that are garbage about summer camp. Um, <laughs> but really, most of it can be tied into one thing. And okay. so the my garbage of summer camp is homesickness. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. So while millions of young people head to summer camp every year, many of those kids, it's their first time leaving home for a mm-hmm. significant amount of time, mm-hmm. maybe away from family or very close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they start to have this thing called homesickness. So what are the symptoms of homesickness? Mm-hmm. They are a disturbed sleeping pattern. Mm-hmm. Feeling angry, nauseous, nervous, or sad. Mm-hmm. They can often feel isolated or lonely or, or begin to withdraw because they just don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And when I did a, just a little bit of research on this, people feel it at varying levels. So some kids are fine. 
Some kids are mm-hmm. not. And like, you don't necessarily get over it. It's not like right. if you keep going to summer camp, you will be less homesick. That's not a guarantee. Right. You can be homesick forever. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a uplifting thought for you. <laughs> you can be homesick Just forever. dovetail that right into the FDR New Deal feelings I'm still with. Yes, here we go. This Thank is, you this so is much, This is the Lindsay. emotional damaging part of the... <laughs> podcast and we'll turn it around we'll turn it around (laughs) we will we will (laughs) so why is homesickness the garbage part of camping yeah first of all we are asking teenagers to deal with intense emotional feelings and of small children and they just don't have the emotional maturity a lot of times to handle that in a way that's going to be helpful right um and and even if they're college age they don't really necessarily have the ability to handle a homesick kid right also again because you could feel homesick forever that's not great like it's not a good thing it's not a like we're just going to keep trying this it's like oh maybe you shouldn't send your kid to summer camp thing right Also, homesickness ruins everything. Like, if you feel homesick, the food doesn't taste good, the activities are not fun, you don't want to participate in any of it. It takes any kind of ability to engage, and it takes it away. And so even though there are great things happening around you, all you can think about is how you feel. And that's right. You can't get through that just by, you know, the best the best cure for homesickness is to distract Mm-hmm. And, and you can't distract a kid who won't participate. So like, right. there's a, how do you, how do you get them past that? Mm-hmm. And then the last reason is it's a bit hopeless. If you are feeling it or if you're the adult having to handle a kid who is homesick, there are just really limited ways to counteract it. And especially at night, you know, during the day, you can right. kind of keep a kid busy yes. and they, they won't think about it as much. But when you mm-hmm. put that kid, well, you shouldn't put a kid in a bunk. A, when a kid goes into their bunk for the night. Yes. You really have nothing you can do to help them be distracted yeah. from right. it. And and right. so you just it's just kind of hopeless of like mm-hmm. this is this is what it is. And I don't think it yeah. matters how much your parents try to prep you. It doesn't matter right. if you have friends already there or siblings already there when you mm-hmm. feel off kilter. Um yeah. it, it's just really hard to recover from. So yeah. that That's, is why homesickness is, is garbage. It is garbage. Yeah. Um, I will say my experience as a camp counselor, that does certainly remind me of some things. Uh, the first is for sure every week I would have, and that's something that they do talk about in staff training, but you're right. There's a varying degree of just a natural ability to deal with something like that. And yeah. so every week there'd be, you know, some variation of it. So I would have a cabin with 10 girls every week and right. it was again, a variety of ages. Um, so every week there'd be some form of that. And then usually, Not always, but usually if there was a boy dealing with homesickness, there were a couple female counselors that would use that they would usually reach out to or whatever because they were not able to to deal with it or whatever. And I think part of that, too, is that females typically just have a much more nurturing. Like if you're homesick, you kind of miss your mom. Yeah. Like, again, this is generalization. It's not always the case, but whatever. So there's kind of that like I need an an adult woman to help me with this. Um, So anyway. That was a big part of it. And then, like you said, when you go to bed at night, that was certainly the hardest. Because during the daytime, camp keeps you so busy that you're just constantly transitioning from thing to thing. And at nighttime, I remember... First of all, everybody's either really jacked to be there or they're just like really nerved up from the day or whatever. So going to bed is already kind of hard. And I did sleep in the same cabin with them, with my campers. But I would always say like, yep, you can stay up as late as you want, as long as you're like you can talk at a level that doesn't wake up anybody else. So if you want to keep talking and that kind of helped, I think, too, with homesickness is that it wasn't that quiet, like everybody shut up and go to bed. Like there wasn't that like silence to just sit there. Then at least you remember. 
you remembered you weren't alone and stuff right. like that. And usually after the first night, everybody was so tired they just went to bed anyway. But yeah. I never like had a mandatory bedtime for my campers. I was like, mm-hmm. yep, you can if you want to go to sleep, great. If you want to stay up and talk, that's fine. Just make sure you don't disturb anybody else. Yeah. So uh, my yeah. the, one of the reasons why my camp experience is really limited is I went as I don't even know how old I was, probably a middle schooler. Um, I went to camp and I. I just felt terrible, like, mm-hmm. you know, and stayed up all like ended up up all night, like, you know, mm-hmm. nauseous mm-hmm. and terrible. And like my sister was there. We woke her up and she was like, go to bed. Like, you're fine. Like She's having a great <laughs> time. I'm like, thanks. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so I went home the next day because my sister had to go yeah. to band camp. And so yeah. I went home the next day and slept all day and then came back to camp. And then I was OK. But I needed like just a little yeah, extra a reset. Yeah, a little a little mm-hmm. reset, start over kind yeah, of a thing. But it's like you just can't you just can't function. Yeah. And when you're not yeah. sleeping, you can't function. When you're not eating, you can't absolutely. function. Like it's just all the things. It is. Yeah. It is all the things. And it's a lot for developing brain too. Yes. Especially that that age range is hard. So totally. Yeah. No, it's a very good garbage. It is. Thank you. Lisa, do yeah. you have a garbage as the expert here? Do you have the garbage <laughs> of summer camp? Yeah, it's not going to surprise you what my garbage is, because mainly my garbage is the being outside part. (laughs) It's the wilderness (laughs) aspect slash like roughing it, quote unquote. So, yeah, 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 that's that's my garbage. Um, Do you want to tell us more about that or are you just good with uh, that? (laughs) I do. I'll tell you a little bit more about it. So basically, like you said, so sleeping is a big deal. Right. And I already talked about with our sleepovers episode that, you know, sleepovers are hard because you don't have your own stuff. So you're in an unfamiliar setting, whatever. Usually it's hot. Even if there's air conditioning, it's still hot. The mattress is a thousand percent the worst because Mm -hmm. it's the cheapest. Like imagine the cheapest hospital bed mattress, but worse. And then it's plastic and gross. So every time you move, it's loud and it's weird and it's just nasty. And then there's probably still bed bugs happening. Um because that's the thing that happens with summer camp, so that's gross. And the speaking of bugs, the bugs are constant. Mosquitoes, fleas, gnats, ants, moths, flies, wasps, yellow jackets, bees, hornets, ticks, chiggers, spiders, noceums, etc., etc. And if you worked in a summer camp in the South like I did, you also deal with snakes and scorpions, which I know are not bugs, but are still really gross. So you still have to do like tick checks daily and when you would get your like you we would go to the pool you'd have to shake out your towel to make sure no scorpions were on it because if you put on your towel there might be a scorpion on it that's just real gross so i hated it and then you have to make sure that you're doing that for your campers also which was not great anyway um and then also being outside in the wilderness and all that stuff you get weird tan lines because you're outside a lot but you're wearing like normal clothes like you're wearing either tank tops or t-shirts so you just get weird tan lines and like sock tans and short tans whatever it's gross you're constantly sweaty and unclean no matter what you do Mm. you have like a salt your sweat salt crust layer on you all the time and that's gross so basically just being outdoors in the summer for extended periods of time is garbage i would like to give an audible mention as as i'm doing this and i'm ranting about it i do remember something um that if you have any experience with children ever in any aspect of your life you know that they ask a thousand questions a day um, and a part of being a camp counselor is that children ask you a ton of questions a day. Mm-hmm. Namely, the questions are this. What are we doing next? Ugh. What are we doing next? What are we doing next? 
So my friend Kara and I made a T-shirt that had our daily schedule on it. We took a white T-shirt and wrote with Sharpie oh my gosh, I love it. what we were doing all day. So I could just point to my back and say, you can look and see what we're doing next. Because like after two weeks, it was too much. Yeah. It was too much. So yeah. anyway, that's an honorable mention for my garbage. It's just kids asking a billion questions. Yeah. Nice. That is a good, yeah. that's a good garbage. Thank you. Yeah. Just be, being outside in the summer constantly is just gross. I don't like it. it like that feeling on your skin. I hate. Yes. I'm just being you like You know it. This sweaty. salt crust. You yeah. feel it. You feel it. You, you just are sweaty do. and gross. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you can go shower at night, but you're not really clean. No. It's not the same. No. And like, not. like, let's be honest. If, unless you will go to fancy camp, the right. showers aren't even clean. So you're going into an unclean no. place to try to get clean and you're yeah. not going to get clean because they're not clean. Okay. But why don't you, do you have something that is good about camp that you can tell us? I think I do. Do you, do you have a gold about camp? Okay. What is it? <laughs> um, My gold of camp is the games. So, oh, um, yeah. There is something spectacular about games. Um, and so yeah. while these college students who maybe are not emotionally prepared to handle deep trauma of yeah. children, um, they are able to plan the wackiest, silliest yes. games. Yes. And yes. again, because camp really functions as a like, we're going to let you kids be kids. There's so much packed into the day that it's just like mm-hmm. level upon level of fun. So mm-hmm. you can at camp, especially you can dive into messy games or games mm-hmm. where a kid's going to get wet or, or something like that, where like at school, you can't do right. like a food fight kind of a game because right. kids have to sit in those clothes. You know, usually a camp is right. like at a lake or at a river has some sort of water source kind of thing. Or even yeah. if it doesn't, you can still have a kid get messy and then run them through the sprinklers. Like there's yep. just a, there's just a freedom to do more yes. things. And then also like as a, ca- as a camper, you are forced to do things you don't normally do. So you might discover that you really enjoy right. archery or running or football or something like that right. that you've never played before. But at camp, you're willing to try something because you're mm-hmm. at camp and everyone else is trying it. But also yep. like, I have heard and experienced these intense, amazing games. So, like one year when I was a camp counselor, we played some sort of guerrilla warfare game. Basically what it is, yeah. is the counselors all dressed up in black and then we ran through the woods and kids had to find us and, and capture us. Yeah. And it was the most yep. fun. I will yeah. never forget being in the back of a pickup truck, which is not safe and you shouldn't do this, kids, being <laughs> sped through the campground screaming. Like all the yeah. counselors are in the truck screaming and then like kids are inside, they don't know what's going on and then we just like go and hide yeah. and it was so fun or like yep. i have friends who worked at a camp that like they have different like houses almost like harry potter that they compete in all year and you get chosen for ah. which house you belong in based oh. on your personality and skills oh. and all of that and then you That's compete cool. all camp long to try to be yeah. the one who wins and so it's just this yeah. beautiful tradition thing so if your older sibling yeah. goes or someone you know oh. else goes you yeah. hear about it and you're like i want to be that i want to be in that house yeah. and it's just yeah that's cool there's something so fun about a camp game and those things stick with yeah. you forever they do. And because you're at camp, you typically have a lot more people. So the types of games you can play yeah. and the type of experience you can have in those games is just so different. Yes. It's so different. Totally. Yeah, for sure. And it's a different kind of fun. And it really helps lower 
I think one of the reasons why games are so great, especially large group games like that, is it lowers your inhibitions and it lets you relax. Because yeah. um, I hate icebreakers. I hate <laughs> icebreakers. Yeah. But I do like just like a fun game. I don't like a game where I have to like, tell me your name and something about you because that's not fun right. for anybody. But a game where we can all be like doing the same thing and just kind of like relaxing around each other. Mm-hmm. That is what I love. Yeah. That is so much of what I love. Yeah. So and, and that's yeah. what camp is. Yep. That is it is. That is the thing of camp. And I think we can it give is. we can give an honorable, honorable mention gold to like the campfire and honorable yeah. mention gold to like being a counselor, some of my favorite things were the weeks that Seriously. I would take off and go be a counselor for a week. Like yeah. such incredible experiences and just hanging out with other people has was yeah. so fun mm-hmm. on top of then taking care of children. But like yeah. Yeah. the the counselor bond is something really yeah. special. So absolutely it is. Yep. Lisa, that was my yep, gold. Yep. Yeah. What is your gold of summer camp? If you have to be outside, what's yeah. the gold of it? <laughs> my gold actually kind of it piggybacks right along the last thing you said, hmm. and that is that camp is a friendship incubator, both as a camper and as a counselor with other counselors. So because you are with people 24-7 for days on end, and usually summer camp is about a week, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, that really speeds up the process of friendship. So for someone like me, who is not a super big fan of all the friendship-making process, it's very convenient. <laughs> so you get all the things out of the way right away, and you just speed ahead to the friendship stage. So it's like a fast track through the friendship pyramid Oh, yes, Lindsay. There is a friendship pyramid that I found on the Internet today. I wish people could see your face right now. You're so happy. (laughs) You're so pleased with yourself. I'm pleased with you also. I would just like to say. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. So the friendship pyramid, the bottom level, level five, we have strangers. Lowest level. You have no idea of each other's existence. Don't know why it's on the pyramid, but there we are. Level four is acquaintance. So occasional contact with a very general knowledge and you talk about general knowledge. Level three, casual friends. Common interests and activities. You meet more frequently than acquaintances and you're not serious emotionally. Level two, close friends. You share similar values, ideals, and worldviews, mutual interests, and you connect uh, mind, body, and spirit. That sounds really intense. And most people never get this far, according to the Friendship Pyramid, Ooh. which is from Vocal.media. Um, oh, so a, a legit, a legit. Yeah, <laughs> it's from other places, but I pulled the graphic from that specifically. Great. So, that's, that's so funny. you're giving okay. us sham science. Fantastic. Continue. Continue <laughs> with this pyramid. Sorry, Maslow. Welcome. Sorry, Maslow. <laughs> welcome to Lisa. The top of the pyramid, intimate friends committed to the development of each other's characters, mutual responsibility of honesty and connected soul to soul is the top of the friendship hey, pyramid. So family friendly, family friendly. <laughs> So basically at camp, you go through stages five and four on day one, like day one, you're already past strangers and like well into the acquaintance. You're like day three or day two, excuse me, you're on level three, which is the casual friends, common interests and activities. You meet more frequently than acquaintances because you're there every day together, doing everything together, but you're not serious emotionally yet. And then I'm not serious emotionally hardly ever. And then by day three, so midweek, you've either plateaued at close friend stage, which is where you share similar values, interests, and you're connecting, whatever, um, or 
you've gone to the intimate friends, which is like someone that you're going to be friends with, like for the rest of your life. And that's like by day three, like honest to God, it just like compresses, it compacts everything. It's like a fast track to friendship. And I'm so here for the efficiency of that. (laughs) I'm so here for it. Yes. Long lastingness. Okay, I guess, well, from my experience, I have people that I worked with at summer camp, again, for one year, that I am still very, very, very good friends with to this day. I think it is different when you work a whole summer with somebody, as opposed to as a camper spending a week. For a week. It's like camp relationships. Like, if you start dating someone at camp, that thing is never going to last. And it might last. I know there's, like, don't write in at me. But most of the time, (laughs) if a relationship starts at camp, it ends shortly after. Yeah. That's what we call camp goggles. That is a thing that can yes. happen. Yep. 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 Um, but yeah, I think there's just something about like that forging. And I think part of it too is like you're with each other all day. And mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to sound really culty, but I think part of it too is just that like you kind of like you're busy all day with the same people. And then at nighttime, you have that time to relax and talk around the campfire. And it just like bonds you in a different way, I guess. Mm-hmm. You sing Kumbaya. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look into each other's eyes. And- yes. Connecting soul to soul <laughs> on a PG level. <laughs> I like how much that's making you cringe. <laughs> Please don't ever connect with me soul to soul. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. So, yeah. So that's my goal is it's a fast track to friendship. And I, I love that. That's I love one. that. Especially because, I mean, this is no shock to you. I've always been awkward. But so small talk. You don't really have to worry about it at camp, no. right? I mean, there's some things like the counselor kind of handles that for you a lot of the time, but also you're just so busy doing stuff that you can just like be doing things with other people and it just kind of naturally breaks down those barriers without you having to be like, so what kind of stuff do you like? <laughs> oh my God. It's just so nice. Oh my gosh. It's such a good representation of a conversation with you. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm constantly Ralph Wiggum, which that... <laughs> is not going to land on you. But yeah, I just am hey, like, so yeah, totally do you under, do you know that me. reference? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I sleep in a drawer. Um, <laughs> do you like stuff? I'm like, oh, God, Lisa. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> your true, yeah, so your true like, character just shines through. It does. Ralph Wiggum. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Who out of the Simpsons am I? Please don't say Ned Flanders. I was going <laughs> to... I was going to say comic book store guy, and I thought that just to be funny, <laughs> just to be mean. But I don't know. I really don't know who it is. I got to think about it. I bet it. there's a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> oh, my God. For sure there is. Oh, my God. That's Tune amazing. In, you know there week. is. Okay, Lindsay, please, please hit us with the recap so we can be done with this and tell our listeners how to vote this week. You guys can go and vote for our garbage choices, my garbage choice of homesickness, and Lisa's garbage choice of the great outdoors using the hashtags Lindsay Garbage or Lisa Garbage and our gold choices, my gold choice of the games and activities and Lisa's gold choices of friendship using the hashtags Lindsay Gold or Lisa Gold on our Instagram and Twitter accounts at Garbage Gold Pod. And you can check us out on our Facebook page. I'm really sorry I didn't put a poll up this week. Things were happening. So there will be a poll <laughs> coming this week on yeah. Facebook. Please vote. Sure. Okay. Yes. And yeah, please do that because we like to hear what you guys think. And we like chatting with you about your choices. So get up in our feed and tell us all of your feelings. We will share the poor results as well as our favorite listener comments on our next episode.
And if you haven't already done so, if you could head on over to iTunes or wherever it is you listen to us every week and give us a rate, review, and subscribe, we would appreciate that. And and if you want more of us, hit up our patreon.com slash garbagegoldpod, $2 or $5 a month, where we are going to begin this week, everybody. This week, it's happening 90 Day Fiance Other Way is starting this week, and I am so hype for it. They're going to be out on Thursdays. The, the episodes will drop on Thursdays. Yes. So. so we will do weekly recaps of 90 Day Fiance The Other Way, available on Patreon on Thursdays. Yes. Lisa, one of my favorite things that we're going to be doing in those episodes is uh, we, I like to do, I like to do features. I don't know how you feel. I um, do. I like features. I like okay. features. So one of the things we will do weekly, if you followed our Masked Singer, you know that we would do um, favorite Nick Cannon moment. Um, yeah. But for 90 Day Fiance, because sadly it does lack Nick Cannon. Maybe we should <laughs> for do For now. <laughs> for now. Who knows? <laughs> so the feature for this one is gun to your head. Who do you marry? Um, yeah. And I'm very excited about this because I've seen the preview, as I've said. And Lisa, there is not a single person on there that I want to marry. And so, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm be so great. excited. Oh, my God. It's so great. Yeah. It's so great. I just, something I know about me now is I just really love TLC content. I just really do. <laughs> Your face was so earnest there. We need we need it- to become a, a video platform because <laughs> just ask So you look that. and see how sincere I am. After you are done checking out our Patreon content, tell your friends yeah. about us. Uh, no, give a little that. podcast shout out on the social medias or in person. We would love, love, love for you to do that. And do then it. you can join us next week when we deliberate the garbage and gold of coffee chain establishments. Yeah, Don't come at us with your local coffee shop. That's better. We don't yeah. care about that. We want we know. big We already know chains. locals better. Yeah. yeah. As two coffee drinkers, we know yeah. some stuff. Ben, Ben to a few. Yeah, ben to sure a have. few. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.